going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Sunday, March 22nd, 2020. What's going on? How are you? This is my show. This is what my voice sounds like. We're the Beantown Podcast. We're one of the top 500 podcasts in the northern uh, Chicago area. Although, don't quote us on that because we don't have the official statistics in yet. You know, what I was hoping was that on this, you know, 2020 census, we would get some some podcast polling data, perhaps, or maybe something tied into the primary. We had that, you know, just a what, like a week ago, St. Patty's Day. It was only five days ago. I swear to God. We, we voted five days ago, and it honestly feels like it was about two weeks ago. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I am. That's how I'm doing over here in quarantine. Maybe, maybe we ditched the whole, you know, AD and BC kind of thing, and we just go to BQ and AQ before quarantine and after quarantine and then after all that sorted out we can go to DQ chill and grill and chill right that's what they're called DQ grill and chill when DQ Dairy Queen decided to expand the market to include uh, a variety of classic fast food offerings such as burgers and grilled cheeses and chicken tenders. I sure do love them French fried chicken tenders. It's my sling blade voice. That ties into something we're going to be talking about in a little bit here. Sling blade. You know, it's a good it's a good reference to have in your back pocket. It's kind of niche. You know, what are we? We're like 25 years past sling blade now. Whatever year that was. 95? That sounds about right, doesn't it? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, But where was I? Quarantine. Oh, I was talking about... Yeah, we were trying... Well, I was hoping, you know, with moving the podcast back... Not back. It started in Beantown. Moving the podcast to Chicago as I moved back to Chicago. Um that we, you know, we get some questions perhaps about the podcast. Which podcast do you listen to? You know, we'd put Beantown at the top. So more people would select that one, either on the primary form or the census. I'm not picky, whichever. But um, I did I did my voting by mail this year. And, and I did my census online. And there was no mention of podcasts. It's a little disrespectful. I don't know if it's a, you know, Lori Lightfoot, new administration kind of thing, or if it's a state, you know, down in Springfield. Ugh, those guys never know what they're doing. But it's disappointing. All that, all that's to say, all, all's that, all that is to say that um, we, we estimate top 500, you know, it's a best guess, a line of best fit. You remember that term from math class, line of best fit? What did that even refer to, man? Something with graphs, slopes, right? Y equals MX plus B, the Y-intercept. 
Why was it... How did we get to MX plus B? I mean, the Y and the X make sense, but how did we get to M being the... M is the slope, right? And B is the Y-intercept? Well, why is B the the Y-intercept? I get that you're, you're not going to call it Y. But, you know, B? B doesn't really do anything for me. You know, I would love like a K or something. You know, kind of a more... A letter that's going to catch your attention more, stand out more. A K or maybe like a V... Right? It's like B, but different. Y equals MX plus V. I could I could revolutionize the American educational system. I tell you what, if I ever get the chance to be Secretary of Education, my first order is changing up the whole slope formula. Y equals MX plus B just seems a little bit antiquated, you know? But, uh, yeah, math, math was an interesting thing for me. I, um... I was always good at it. Like, I, I always got A's in all my math classes. But a lot of the time, it was just a, just a pain in the ass, man. Like, I don't know. You think about this, right? School should... I, I don't know. I, I'm not trying to dance around this. Because, like, yeah, if you're going to go be an engineer, it's good to know the formula for ellipses... And Sokotoa and U substitution, like I get all that stuff, but man, if you just want to be a regular person, like the math you need to know is like how to find averages, medians, and um, I feel like you really don't need that much algebra. Maybe I'm just shielded in my higher education world, but. I don't know. I don't use algebra that much. Occasionally. Maybe if you're like really into investing or something. Which I am, but I don't use algebra. So, I don't know. It was always... <laughs> I always felt it funny. Um, and this is not a knock on, on my parents or anything. But, you know, I went to I went to college for music. And in high school, I took AP Calculus and AP Physics. Which is just like, why? <laughs> oh, man. Calculus was okay. Physics was a real S show. Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Bean Tom podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some physics inspired language. Number two, you know, joules and electrons and. Voltorbs and Picazards and uh, number two, the podcast is objectively terrible. We're coming to you live from the quarantine here in my apartment up in Rogers Park. Um, I just went for a walk, so the worst, I think the worst part about this quarantine for me is that it's really messed with my, um, well not messed with my, but just forced me to adjust my workout routine, um, which I was really happy with. Um, in fact, ever since I moved to Chicago back in June, I've pretty much been on a hardcore, um, workout routine five or six days a week. Um, if I'm, if I'm thinking like of all the days I've been in the office since June, there's probably been less than five days when I haven't 
gone to the gym uh, during my lunch break. The hair on my tongue. How how do these things happen? That is one elusive hair. You know, they say you're not supposed to touch your mouth, much less your tongue. But, you know, when you got a hair on your tongue, I think it's an eyelash. How did that happen? How did these things happen? Where was I? Quarantine. Oh, so I'd been in a, you know, usually like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I lift and do, um, you know, something like squats with dumbbells or lunges or planks, you know, some, some shit like that. And then Tuesdays, Thursdays, and the occasional Saturday morning I was running. That that changed. It kind of flipped. So the past couple of months have been running Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then occasionally Saturday, and then lifting on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, now it's like the running is obviously the easy option. And I did that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday this week. But it's like on days when you're not running, and I can't run every day. I can't. I can't do more than four to five days a week. My knees will never last, much less my feet. I don't think I. I'm not sure if I've talked about this on the podcast, but but I've had plantar fasciitis for probably about a year now, and uh, it comes and goes. I've I've been fortunate lately that um, it really only hurts after I walk around for a little bit. When I when I when I first moved to Chicago in the summer. I would wake up and go to the bathroom and I could like hardly, I would have to support myself like leaning against the walls and stuff just to get to the, to the bathroom because I couldn't really put any weight on my right foot. It's thankfully subsided a little bit since then, but that was, that was really rough. But I can't, I can't run, you know, six or seven days a week. I just, my, my legs will never hold up. So it's like, well, what do you do on the, on the, excuse me, on the not running days? And of course, you know, I'm not the only one dealing with this problem. So you're getting a lot of, you know, good home workout. God, I got belches. I got hiccups. I got plantar fasciitis, everything all at once. That's the, it's the classic triple threat right there. Um, and you know there's there's plenty of good home at home stuff but i just really i don't know i i like keeping my workouts out of the house from like a mental perspective i need to be outside um you know there's only so much like lunging and you know i have a couple dumbbells 220 pounders but I just don't like, you know, I don't have a mat or anything in my apartment. So basically what I'm getting at is I like to make the excuse to not work out. So what I've been doing is on the days off just going for long walks. So that's what I did on Friday. I didn't run. took a long walk during my lunch break. And I'm just recording this now. It's about 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh, and I spent uh, about two, a little under two hours just walking around. Walked like four and a half, five miles. Um this afternoon along the lake, but hot damn. And if you're if you're in the Midwest, you know this. But I also my, my friends in Baltimore, I'm seeing their Instagrams. The flowers blooming, it's like seventy five degrees. Looks like, you know, summer out there. Um it's snowing. And not like 
oh, is it snowing outside? Like, it might be a little bit. Late. No, it's like blizzard. Um, it, thankfully, it, you know, it only started about an hour ago, so there's no extreme accumulation yet, and I don't anticipate it really lasting. But man, and you know, it's you know, you know, it's coming. We always get snowstorms in in Chicago in March and in April and occasionally May. But it's just, you know, you add this on top of the quarantine and I was walking around in it because you got to, I can't just, I can't be inside for a full day. And if we ever, I was, I was telling this to a friend, if we ever go under martial law, which I don't think we will for this, um, but if there was ever war on our soil, like, man, that'd be tough. That would be really, uh, really rough on me. Physically is one thing, but it's more so mentally than physically. Physically, I think I could... I could put up with it for a while, but, um, yeah, I got to get outside. So even though I'm, I'm very sore, I ran like seven and a half miles in the lake yesterday, feeling sore this morning. And, uh, my, my foot's been giving me some issues today, but it's like, man, you got to go out there and do it anyways. That wind coming off the, the lake, man, the snow is one thing. It's crappy that it's snowing. Um, but What's really bad, man, the, the temperature, brutal outside, especially with the wind um, coming in. The, the temp itself is, is, you know, tolerable. But when you get some, and the wind was coming in hard off the lake today, um, just like bone chilling. And I, I'm the type of guy, I was thinking this on my walk today, I'm the type of guy who, you know, yeah, it gets cold, whatever can handle it bundle up throw on a coat put a hat on like keep moving you'll be okay and that tends to be my my philosophy uh during cold weather but there's something about today i don't know if it was i I was moving a little bit more slowly because i've banged up a little bit and my foot's messed up i don't know if it was just that or if the wind was really that extreme but it felt really rough really miserable um it feels like, in case you're wondering, is 24 right now with about 10 mile per hour wind. So if it felt a lot worse than that. Maybe it has warmed up. I don't think it has. But um, I think you get out on the lake and it's it's way worse. It's not supposed to stop snowing till 3 a.m. So that's nice. I ran in the rain on both Wednesday and Thursday, which was tough. The rain, I feel like... At least for me, I get used to it. And I guess I would rather run, you know, 50 degrees in the rain, although it wasn't 50 degrees. But for the sake of this hypothetical example, I would rather run 50 degrees in the rain than, you know, 25 degrees out um, like it is right now, regardless of if there's snow or not. But uh, there's something about getting your socks completely soaked through and you're running on the sidewalk or you get cut off by somebody you're trying to pass and you take a big splash in a puddle and it just goes right through everything your sock is completely soaked that's tough man that's uh it's not a great sensation drinking from our jack links travel mug here today i mentioned that um well let me let me talk about this one other thing real quick before i get to what i was about to say um Muscle twitching, right? Muscle spasms. Anybody who was a, a high school athlete probably dealt with this 
a decent amount in high school. I remember I got it really bad, especially during like swim season. And I remember like being downstairs in our, our house growing up, it'd be on the computer or something. And a toe, usually the big toe or the pinky toe, but occasionally your, I don't know, your second toe, which kind of feels like it should be the middle toe based off of just like how it feels. But um, you still have your, your third and your fourth toes. We've never really talked about this. I don't feel like as a society we talk about this very much. So you're... You know, you got your hand, your thumb, your index, your middle, your fourth, your your pinky, and they all have kind of different personalities. All right, and you might think I'm a little bit crazy, but just but s- stick with me here, and I think I think I'm making sense. You know, you 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 look at your hand and you you move your fingers around, and you know, pinky's got its own thing, rings for ring. Your middle is obviously speaks for itself. Your index very important. Your thumb is a whole different animal. All that good stuff. But you go to the you go to the toe. And I feel like your third and your fourth toes, at least for me, maybe this isn't everyone's experience, but your third and your fourth toes are kind of just like there, you know? You still got your big toe, like the thumb of the foot. It's got its own thing going on. Your middle toe is not even, no, your second toe. But in my mind, in like how I move it, feels like it should be a middle toe, Um. But then you know you got your your pinky toe, which is very similar to your pinky finger. No one's denying that. But then you got these third and these fourth middle toes. I can't, you know, especially my my fourth toe. I feel like I can do some stuff with this third toe, which I guess is technically the middle toe. I really feel like I can't do anything. And you you kind of, I can't do anything with my third toe without my fourth toe being along for the ride. So I don't know if they like share a muscle or if I'm just not very uh, dexterous in my toe movements. My phalanges, is that the right one? I don't know. I took anatomy and physiology in, for like high school when I was in eighth grade, and I don't remember crap from that class. Um, what's there, like 208 bones in the body, something like that? We'll get our medical expert to, to chime in. But what I was going to say is... Um, you know, I used to, I remember sitting down there, like on the computer or something, your toes would just be going to town. They'd be having their own, like, dance party by themselves. Involuntary muscle spasms. Sometimes you, you know, I think I feel like toes are a classic spot, fingers are a classic spot, although I haven't experienced a finger twitch in a long time, although occasionally my middle one will get going. Um... You get your eye going, your eyelid occasionally. That's a that's a tough one. That's a real pain in the ass. Um, I I've on and off, and it's not happening right now, but it literally was earlier today. I have a like a muscle in my elbow, my left elbow only, that will do some muscle twitching. Not that noticeable, thankfully. Um, my biggest one lately has been my pinky toe, on my my left foot. I think it is. Um, it's not doing it right now, thankfully, but it's one of those one of those muscle twitches that's just like very, very subtle, and you can't always like see it happening, although you can absolutely feel it. It's really interesting how you can tell that it's happening, but it barely makes any movement at all. Um, in fact, I just like I was lying in bed last night. 
getting ready to fall asleep, probably watching The Office or something. And I felt it going. So I pull off the covers, turn on my iPhone flashlight just to watch it. Because it's just, you know, involuntary muscle twitching. is just like a fascinating nature thing for me. Really use my my best words there. Um, It is a really interesting physiological concept. So... Hey, if you got muscle twitches and other fun spots that we've never even considered, go ahead and email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, B-E-A-N-T-N-N, podcast at yahoo.com. Or you can tweet at us. We're at beantowncast. Again, my name is Quinn. My handle on Twitter is at whitebuns. Instagram, I'm at q.queend. You know, I, I think about this occasionally. Maybe I should just, like, sync those up. Right, I probably couldn't get. Actually, white buns might be available on Instagram. Um, I don't know. I assume Q Queen D would be available on Twitter. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Any other muscle spasms? My calves don't really spasm at all. They used to. They don't these days. Thighs, not really. Nothing going on in the thighs, no. Yeah, most mostly appendages. And then, um, I don't know, anyone ever had any weird ones like your ear or something? That'd be, that'd be freaky. Are there really muscles in your ear? I don't know. Again, didn't really pay attention in anatomy and physiology. I think I literally took it in eighth grade. And it was... It was the type of class that was just very much, like, week to week. So, like, retaining information was unimportant. Much like when, you, when you'd be a kid, and I say you as if this is everyone's experience, which it's not. But on Wednesday nights, you go to church, right? And um, if you're familiar with Awana or Awanas, I don't remember, um, that sort of program where it's kind of a three-pronged, like, for 20 minutes, you're in the room, like, with other people in your grade, memorizing Bible verses. For 20 minutes, you're playing games. And for 20 minutes, you're, like, listening to the guest lecture or something. Which my favorite one was um, on the Father's, like, the Father's Day week. The pastor would, um, I still, I've, I've told this story to people. And in in an attempt to just try to, like, understand, and maybe I should just ask my my parents, see if they recall this, see if they know what was going on here. But, like, I don't understand why this was a thing because it seems like the exact opposite of what you'd want to do. But our pastor would read out loud the lyrics to Cats in the Cradle in the week of Father's Day. Um, As, like, I, I don't know, to try to, like, scare you straight or something. Or it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so sad. Don't be like the people in this song. It seems like the opposite of the 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 like message you're supposed to be sending across on Father's Day. Um, but I guess you know they didn't have our collection of Beantown Podcast Father's Day songs back then, which you know we're we're still what three months away from Father's Day this year. Um, but already cooking up some ideas for our third annual Father's Day song, which will be exciting. Um, but what I was getting at here was, you know, going back to anatomy and physiology and cumulative stuff, 
and um you know if you're good at memorizing like this this shit was easy man um because you go into awana like to study your bible verses and you have these books they have to like progress through and in order to pass quote unquote you have to like memorize bible verses so it'd be like john 316 um god how does how does john 316 go you know I thought that was the one I was going to be able to pull out my back pocket. <laughs> For it's by grace that we are saved. Jesus Christ, God sent his only son, forgotten, begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Something like that, right? That's supposed to be the most like uh, famous Bible verse, right? That's something I hadn't thought about. It's just like memorizing Bible verses. Hang on. We gotta we gotta look this up. John three sixteen. I think I was close. Um I think I just missed the beginning. Let's see. What does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only and one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There it is, John three sixteen. And I don't I spent plenty of time in the Beantown podcast digging into scripture and um not necessarily playing devil's advocate, but just like pushing back on some stuff. But this whole, this whole concept, what I was trying to say there is I don't want to do that on this show. Um, the specific show, wait till we get to our Easter special, that, which is only what, three weeks away, something like that. Oof. I talk about Passover. That's good stuff, man. Um, but the, this concept of God loving the earth so much that he sent his son to die for it. But when the son dies, he goes right back to where, to, to heaven. So if I'm Jesus in this situation, God comes up to me with this plan and he's like, yo, I'm going to, I'm about to send you on assignment for, you know, 30, 35 years and you get to have your own posse and all that stuff. And, you know, the minute you're born, there's going to be guys, straight players, giving you gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then at the end of the day, you get to come back here after 30-whatever years. And you get to walk on water and shit and turn water into wine. A lot of water-based miracles in, in Jesus' uh, uh, employ. Uh, I, I take that deal too. You know, you get out of the house for a little bit, you get out of, get out of heaven. You know, it's not that bad. 35 some years or so you get a whole, you know, like period of time named after you AD Anno Domini or Dominus, whatever it is. And think of all the like Latin cantatas and shit that got wrote, you know, written about you and sung about you and Christmas, literally like the biggest holiday, the, of mankind is celebrated in your honor because you got to like take this trip down to earth. Hey, I take that deal, you know, 10 times out of 10. So I don't really understand this whole like huge sacrifice for God. Like, you know, and still, you know, 35 years or whatever, he's still in open communication with Jesus this whole time. It's not like you guys can't talk for 35 years. They're still chatting. You know, they're still coming up with a weekly game plan. They're probably doing a Zoom check-in every Monday morning. They didn't have Zoom, you know, in in Israel in 35 BC or whatever, but still, 
you know, like a religious Zoom or something. So all I'm saying is this whole concept, it doesn't actually sound like that bad of a deal. Where was I? We started talking about toe twitches. And we ended up talking about how maybe this whole sending Jesus down to earth wasn't actually that that big of a sacrifice. I don't want to get into it. We'll save it for Passover. But hey, speaking of which, it's about the right time of uh, of the year to mention that if you turn on the Ten Commandments, the you know, the I was going to say Jane Pauley, but she's not. You know, she's not in the Ten Commandments. It's um, Yul Brynner plays Ramses, right? And um, Heston. Chuck Heston plays Moses. Um, if you start it now, you finish up with commercials. You, you'll finish up by like Palm Sunday. So just in case you're trying to get the jump on everyone else. I was thinking about this earlier today. It's pretty clear that that Corona is going to be lasting quite some time. And this current quarantine slash lockdown, depending on where you're at in the country situation, is going to be a thing for a while, which means, and correct me if I'm not thinking about this right, but like Easter services and all that stuff completely nixed, right? Which is a shame because I have a uh, delicious purple suit that I really only get to break out um, a couple times a year during important Minnesota Vikings games and then also at Easter service. Um, but if there is no Easter service, that's going to be a bummer. It's going to be a big time bummer. Um, I even have a hat, an Easter hat to go with it. Um, one, one more thing here before I get to the ads. And, uh, this this ties back into the, uh, sling blade mention that I had made earlier in this show um scott farrell's audiobook it's officially called his words not mine scott farrell's biography or triumph tears and tales of the stage by scott farrell and in case you're wondering the page numbers go through page 148 and then they just stop and i can't i i don't know why there's there's like 500 pages total in this book and um yeah they just we get like thirty percent of the way and then they're just they're just done. Um, this book is really bad. I mean, it's one thing the actual content of it is insufferable, but um, I feel like as poor Scott was writing this book, he must have reached a, right about where I'm at in the recording of this audiobook and just kind of said, "Fuck it," like I'm not proofreading anymore. Um, uh, I don't care that much about sentence fragments. Punctuation is optional. Like it really goes to hell. Um, but the reason I bring it up two, two, two points. One, I've been working like a banshee at it. So, I mean, if we, if Corona hadn't happened and we'd been, you know, going about our daily lives, it's, it's likely that this thing would have taken all 12 months of 2020 to finish. Uh, not even exaggerating, because it was just such a pain in the ass to like whip it out 
after work. It'd have to be, you know, have to be a night where I wasn't doing anything. And even then, you know, putting in anything more than like 45 to 60 minutes in one sitting is actually really difficult. Um, recording an audiobook is, is challenging in and of itself. Recording this audiobook is a whole different beast. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, oh, uh, well, to finish that thought, excuse me. I have been going through it like nuts. Um, logging, you know, I've done done a little bit at least every day, sometimes more than that each day. But um, we are we are certainly over halfway. Um, I can't tell you from a page number perspective because the page numbers don't exist, which I think I've already alluded to. But I'm out, I'm on hour maybe like nine or ten of the recording, and the projected time was going to be like sixteen or seventeen hours. Where Sling Blade comes in is that, you know, after reading this over and not over and over again, because it's something new every time, but just the just how awful it is, I got really bored with it. And so I, what I've started to do a couple different things. One, if I if we get to a, a part in a chapter where he's just like describing the plot of one of his really awful operas that he wrote. It's kind of like a Count Olaf figure in some ways. This just clicked in my mind. I'm going to include this in my review. i got to take some notes when we finish up here because I'm working on my critical review of it as I'm going through it uh, and treating Scott as the villain, um, even though he's the main character of his own book, which I think is an exciting and fresh new spin to take on it. But... Um, if he's just like describing the plot for two pages, which happens more often than I would like to to admit, um, then I will just like speed read through it and only take breaths when necessary, uh, which is kind of a, a funny phrase to use. But the other thing is, at the outset, I wasn't really doing anything with voices because I just felt like it was going to be difficult difficult um, to like keep track of who was talking. And all that stuff. But I've started getting into voices. So I decided to give Scott a Sling Blade inspired voice. Kind of low and gravelly. And occasionally I'll throw in an extra I reckon. Or mm-hmm. Which is not the way Scott talks at all. Um, I, it was a risky decision. Not actually. But a risky decision because, because Scott has an extremely <sighs> unique slash peculiar way of speaking. It's kind of a British accent, and and when he talks, and when he talks in the book, he uses British slang, like petrol, um, or the loo. But he's not, he's not like he's from Rockford. In fact, he's he his the way he describes like his family, it's very much like a um, white trash kind of environment slash upbringing. But he talk. I, I don't know. What I'm getting at is Scott does not talk like Slingblade or or like um, that's not the name of the character, but um, like Billy Bob Thorne in Slingblade at all. But I just went with it, and I committed. So most of most everyone else uh, when they get their voices, it's some some kind of variation of a Southern accent, which is funny because these people. The story takes place in like Rockford in, in Chicago. Um, in Wisconsin a little bit, so that's not what these people sound like at all. But I'm just kind of, you know, donning my best white trash, trailer trash kind of accent, doing my best there. Um, 
the other thing I was going to get to that I was going to mention about this is I have officially reached my part of the book. So we're in, you know, fall 2012 because each chapter of this book is, um, is one year in Scott's timeline. And I made it to my part in the book. There's nothing that wild or interesting. It's just fascinating to see you in there. Um, Scott definitely doesn't tell I, – I don't even want to say the whole truth because he says some things that I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that's not right um, in regards to my part of the story. So it does make you question um, a lot of – what he says, and it's also hilarious because, I mean, there are just so many things in there that he describes or admits to that paint him in such an awful light. Um, to give you a little uh, little sneak peek, he, he openly describes um, getting a, a fellow male intoxicated so that he can take him home and, and um, penetrate him, which I'm pretty sure is a felony. But, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. So you have that to look forward to. But let's read some ads here. Home Pride, Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate's angle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector that you can trust, you got to call Steve at 541 541- 410-0316, or you could just visit HomePrideOregon.com. Again, it's 541-410-0316, or you could visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Oregon inspection. Perfection. We just got an email from DePaul University with a subject line, DePaul update on governor's stay-at-home order. So rather than, you know, Pause the bro- the broadcast and read it through and try to comprehend. I'm going to actually attempt to skim read this email while telling you about the Samson Q2U series. It's got crisp, clean audio quality. It doesn't matter if you're reading scripture uh, at the pulpit at the the black church for Easter Mass on Sunday morning, or if you are... You know, at home, I can't I can't read and talk about something different at the same time. That's one of my biggest flaws. I also I can't talk to somebody about one thing and text something different at the same time. Um, I just I'm like physically not capable of doing it. I don't know how other people sort of compare it on that. Um, but what I was gonna say, and I've put the phone down for the time being. Um, what I was gonna say, whether you're you know you're reading scripture. From Palm Sunday, Jesus riding a donkey into Bethlehem or Jerusalem. Does anyone know? Jerusalem, right? Um, On Palm Sunday, or you're talking about John 3.16 and how it wasn't actually that bad of a deal for Jesus uh, at home. The Samson Q2U series has got crisp, clean audio quality, and it'll be there for you from Genesis to Exodus, including all of Genesis hits like 
that's all. Just when I thought I was doing all right, I found I was wrong when I thought I was right. It's always the same, it's just the same. That's all. That's all. As Human Resources Communicant, March 16th, also my birthday, the university has pledged to pay all faculty, staff, and student workers in accordance with their regular payroll schedule, regardless of hours worked through at least May 1. What, is, what does that mean, at least May 1? I would love to uh, continue to be paid after May 1. Um, I, I would love to have my job. That would be um, ideal. Uh, work from home extended through April 7th. What is that? Two weeks from Monday, something like that. Uh, working at home, gonna be excited. Governor's order, reading. We're reading emails live on the air, but not exciting ones. Um, I think that's about it. That's all the exciting stuff for now. Boy, there's a lot. There's a lot, a uh, lot, lot packed, a lot baked into this email. I'll read it later. Um, let's finish our ads here. Cuts by Q. Oh, you're gonna love it. I gotta get my hair. Well, this is interesting. I need a haircut, um, and I will do things like shave my neck beard and shave the back of my neck. Um, but I'm also kind of in this like. You know, quarantine funk where, you know, it might be like, you know, your team is is battling for to get to the Stanley Cup final or something and you don't shave, you don't get a haircut. I don't know. We aren't, we're not going to have a Stanley Cup final this year, so maybe we'll just treat it that way. Um, those hockey players, you know, they don't shave anything, uh, neck beard included, which would just be awful for me. I mean, I've gone, what, like five days or something without shaving my neck beard and it's already just like, my least favorite thing in life besides you know, the whole quarantine thing. Um, but uh, when I am ready to get a haircut, you know I'm going to uh, attend a Cuts by Q session, I guess. I don't know. Makes it sound creepy. Uh, let's just read the ad here. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, just a little different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, and the greater Chicagoland area and northwest Indiana. From beehives to bangs, faux hawks to flat tops and everything in between, call Cuts by Q at 815-298-7200 or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com again that's cut qtz by q at yahoo.com sing it with us into your samson qtu series at home or whatever you got Oh, and you need a fresh do, something snappy and new. Just call the experts at Cuts by Q. So we've we've spoken on uh, on this podcast uh, before, I think. I don't know about uh, downstairs neighbors who is uh, who are a 
think Mexican family. I don't know. Latina, Latinx family. They have both units. Um, one big happy family. We are family. All our sisters and me. That was my Christina Aguilera version. Um, and usually my, my apartment building tends to be pretty quiet overall. The only thing I ever typically notice is this family below me. They, they seem to, to have this one song that has a very distinct bass line. And I swear they play it. That if they're playing loud music, which I can clearly hear and it like vibrates the floor and everything, that that one song is what they're playing seventy five percent of the time. Um, so that's that. That's that's usually what I hear. But I tell you what, today and it's not coming through in the podcast. I don't think it slowed down a little bit. But earlier this afternoon, before I went for my walk, there was something going on upstairs, man. I don't know if it was like an end of the world, Corona blowout of epic proportions or what but i man between the like the loud noises and kind of the thumping happening on the floor thumping t-h-u-m-p-i-n apostrophe it was like bum 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 i it was like uh oh man uh john williams and uh the lost world i was ready for some horns and string sections to be in like And I swear, you know, Vince Vaughn and Julianne Moore were about ready to run down the stairs with a velociraptor chasing them. That guy hurt my throat. Well, it stopped now. Um, there, there is no longer a coronavirus banger blowout happening upstairs. What if, okay, crazy idea. I've never actually seen the faces, like gotten a good close-up look of the the couple who lives above me. And I'm just, we're just, there are no bad, bad ideas in spitballing here. What if, you know, a classic Chicago celebrity who lives here, and I've seen him on the street before, not up here, granted, down, downtown, but Vince Vaughn. Whoa, Vince Vaughn, what if he was my upstairs neighbor? I mean, let's not rule it out because the rent here is great and maybe he's, you know, saving up, banking up big to, you know, retire from acting in five years and move to, I don't know, Comoros, a classic African island nation. And what if he was just feeling really nostalgic because of the quarantine and the snow, which is just just coming down in buckets here. Um, and what if he was just going through all his old movies 
listening to the scores, and he thought, you know what, Jurassic World, that would be a good one. Um, it's it's somewhat improbable, I would say. But you know, how many other people are are blasting the law the the theme from the Lost World, or at least that's what I that's what I heard. That's what it sounded like to me. And maybe Julianne Moore was over. And that cute little kid. All those, man, all those Spielberg movies from like, what, 80, like 82 to 95 or so. You had to have a, you had to have a cute kid. Love a cute kid. Bum, 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 bum. That's good stuff, man. It's an underrated score. Um, You know, you never go to the John Williams tribute concerts and get the theme from The Lost World. You know, you get Jurassic Park all the time, but you never get The Lost World. Um, And we won't talk about Jurassic Park 3. The last thing I want to mention here on this uh, quarantined episode of the Beantown Podcast is something that uh, we, we don't get much of. We got we got fan mail. We got a question. And it was great um, because it was a throwback to um, to an interaction I had many uh, many moons ago. A couple, couple summers ago in Beantown. Um, I went down to a tavern. I don't recall what it was called. Um, I know exactly where it is, but I don't remember what it's called. Uh, in Fells Point, which I didn't go to that often. It's kind of like bougie. I didn't have friends down there. A little more upscale. Expensive. And I played my, my friend Ian, um, who were Facebook friends. It's pretty official. He's got a couple kids. He's Scottish. Big football fan. Likes to call you a wanker. He's big on Facebook. Um... Trivia host, and you know he 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 would host all over the place. Um, he hosts. The reason I know him is because he would host. He hosted my like normal spot, Mother's Mother's Bar and Grill down in Fed Hill uh, on Thursday nights, seven thirty. He was always the host. Um, Ian's a good guy, but he would host other places too. And we even played um, on the same trivia team a handful of times, uh, like Star Wars trivia and, and stuff. But uh, there was one time he was hosting a movie trivia. He's a really big movie fan. Um, I'm a big movie fan. Um, so there was one time he was hosting a movie trivia at, the, at this bar. So I went down there to play by myself because, um, as happened very frequently in Baltimore, I just had, like, tons and tons of nights where nothing was happening or no one would, like, respond to text. So I would just go find some trivia and go play by myself to have some beers. Um, back when I was having beers, hadn't even talked about uh, my 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 dry journey lately on the podcast still going, uh, but it was a movie trivia and uh, we're getting ready to start and this guy walks in and uh, I see him talking to Ian and Ian comes over to me and is like hey we got this guy here he's a tourist uh, looking to play some trivia and uh, you know you want him on your team and I was like well whatever sure you know it's this you know mid forties guy looks pretty normal. I don't really know how else to describe him. Um, and so he sits down and he introduces himself. It's Tim P. from Winnipeg. Uh, that's, uh, what, Manitoba? Winnipeg, Manitoba, does that sound right? 
Winnipeg and Edmonton, Alberta. Where is it's not Saskatchewan. Winnipeg, it's it's south of the border. Winnipeg, I think it's in uh Manitoba, right? Manitoba, Toba, Toba. Yeah. Alberta is is Edmonton and Calgary. Winnipeg is a lot further east. Um and so we we end up playing and and believe it or not, we won. Um this must have been summer of like 2018, I suppose. Um in case you're 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 counting at home, the final question um of this movie trivia was pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Not not easy, but straightforward and simple. Name the Harry Potter film that did that made the lowest amount of money at the international box office. And I'll give you, I'll, I'll, we'll come back to the answer um, at the end. I won't tell you right now because you really haven't had a lot of time to kind of think and deduce. Whereas I had, you know, we Tim, Tim and I had like five minutes to think about it. We got it correct. We were the only ones at the at the bar, you know, probably twenty teams or something that got it right, which is kind of shocking to believe because we use pretty like uh, straightforward reasoning to get at it. Um, not that we knew that we had the right answer, but we were able to narrow it down to like two. Um, and so just the fact that nobody else guessed what we guessed was hard to believe, but I'll come I'll circle back to that at the very end here. And we're almost done. I promise. But what I was getting at here is Tim wrote to us from Winnipeg, Got an international email, which is good. Made it past the firewall. And Tim uh, has this to say, Dear Quinn, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Tim, and I'm from Winnipeg, and we played movie trivia um, together when I was touring the East Coast a couple years ago. I hope you're well. I remember you had told me about your podcast, and I check it out here and there. Uh, and I figured I would write you an email just to see how things are going and see what other podcasts you might recommend to me. Well, Tim, uh, he, he said some other things, but, um, Tim, thank you for writing and we appreciate it. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell it to you straight, Tim. I'm not going to, not, not going to dance around the, the goulash here. Um, I haven't listened to a podcast. This is not entirely true because I, I listened to one um, earlier this week. But for the most part, I have not listened to a podcast in years. Um, there were times back when I was new to podcasting and slightly before and after that where I just like I, I made a concerted effort to try to get into them. Right. I listened to. Um, the first, the, the, uh, you know, classic, I listened to the first, uh, season of serial with, uh, what's her name? Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah Koenig, right? Um, and it was interesting, you know, it was in Baltimore, all that stuff. And then, you know, a, a couple other ones here and there, like, I think I've listened to a couple episodes of, um, oh, I don't even remember not armchair expert, not the Dak Shepard one, but um, Brooks Robinson is that his name? No, that's not. Uh, that was a, a a Hall of Fame baseball player for the Baltimore Orioles. Brooks something uh, was an SNL guy, and you know I, I haven't listened to like Office Ladies or stuff like that. I, I'll I'll do my best to get into it. But the one, uh, if I'm answering your question directly, Tim, the one 
podcast that everybody's got to check out. And it's um, it, absolutely a huge inspiration for, for me and my show. And, of course, my the quality of my show and the, the scope and the depth and the audience and numbers, nowhere close to it, never will be. But Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, um, about an hour long read some ads. If you've never checked it out, you absolutely should. He does a like a 20 to 30 minute episode on Thursdays as well. So this guy's putting out 90 minutes of just off the top of his head material every week. And I think he's been at it for about 12 years at this point. Um, and I haven't followed it closely enough to know, but I don't think he's you know missed time or stuff like that, which is pretty spectacular considering um, the amount that this guy tours and all the material that he actually has to write for his real job, um, which is stand-up comedy, in addition to you know writing and, and starring in F is for Family, the Netflix show. Uh, so the fact that he's able to you know put in 90 minutes of just talking into the void is pretty spectacular um, each week. So um, I'd encourage you to check out Bill Burr's podcast. He'll come out with two each week, which is just amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, and there's just, I mean you know, hundreds of hours of, you know, gold mine footage, thousands of hours at this point. So go, go check him out. But Tim, thanks for, uh, thanks for writing. Hope you're doing well. Hope Winnipeg's warming up. It's nasty here in Chicago, man. All the like, we really haven't seen any buds on the trees, but you've seen plants or like flowers in the ground doing their best to, to poke their heads out. I, I reckon, I reckon. This will just about uh, set them back a couple weeks. Um, to circle back, last thing here, and then I'm done, I promise. You can go back to your your your, your quarantined life, right? That's got to be a TLC show at this point. Um, Harry Potter. Okay, so our thought process was this. And Tim, I hope you're listening. We'll take a little trip down memory lane together. Um we immediately ruled out anything from from like five on, right? Order of the Phoenix was a huge smash. Six, I don't re- recall as much about um, Half Blood Prince and like its release and all that stuff. But it was, you know, at, at this point, it was they were deep enough into the game. Like these were every single one was a giant blockbuster, right? We're talking like Pirates of the Caribbean, Transformers. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, you know, those those movies just absolutely killed it. I feel like these days we're not getting that as much beyond Marvel. Like everything Marvel does, they're they're killing it for the most part. And then you get some like Fast and the Furious action. Um but otherwise in terms of like the big franchises, I feel like there's not much happening right now. Even Star Wars, which obviously still makes a shit ton of money, but those, you know, Last Jedi made a lot of money, and then the other two were just got slammed, and Solo didn't do very well. So I don't even consider Star Wars to be, like, part of it right now. Um, there, you know, there's something about that, like, 2000s decade um, into the early 2010s where just, like, tons and tons of franchises that were just killing it with every single release um of which harry potter was one so we knew that it wasn't going to be five wasn't going to be six and it certainly wasn't going to be either part of of seven so we've immediately cut it in half right the back half no way so now we're, we're into the front half one through four 
we thought, well, we, we felt like four was um, really kind of not, not necessarily when it took off, but, um, you know, it had Robert Panson in it and um, it was just, it kind of appealed. It was a f- four in case you don't know the Harry Potter franchise very well is very much the transition from like children's literature to like big, big time young adult but just like adult in general kind of stuff too. Uh, it's the first one where you get like significant death um, of like a, a very important character, et cetera. Um, so we were like, ah, this seems like a this is like a pretty pretty big one, pretty heavy one. Uh, had a big big name on the the bill. I mean, Robert Pattinson wasn't wasn't like a big actor at that point, but something fresh. Uh, so we're so we're now we're down to one through three. We thought, well. One probably not, um, because the book, the book, or there were what I don't know how many books J.K. Rowling had gotten through when the first movie came out. Probably like four or five, maybe, maybe not that many, two or three, something like that. But we we're like, you know, there's a lot of lot of people, a lot of parents and kids gonna go gonna go see this. Um, so we we're like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be one. So then we we got down to two and three. And this is where we were like, I don't, I'm not sure which one to put. Um, so we decided to just follow our gut and say, well, let's pick the one that, that from like a critic's perspective was not necessarily panned, but people just, and it's not that the movie didn't do a good job of adapting the book, the storyline and the characters in three as compared to pretty much all the other ones, in my opinion, it's just weak. Um, it's just kind of like, almost feels like a filler. Um, nothing that doesn't feel that important. I apologize to all the, um, diehard Potter fans that I might be offending with this, uh, trivia discussion. But so we said, you know what, let's go with three. Let's do it. I think pretty much everybody else in the bar said two or maybe a smatterings of, of one or four. Um, but we said three prisoner of Azkaban, which was the correct answer. We won. I don't remember what the prize was. I think just like, I, oh, it was, um, I think like a $25 gift certificate for first prize, first prize, which is pretty weak. Um, I think I just paid off Tim's, uh, bar tab or something like that. Um, Tim, if you're listening, write us another email and maybe you remember more than I do what we did with that $25, but I didn't take any of it home with me. That, uh, that was Tim from Winnipeg. Thanks for thanks for writing us. You can always email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com, uh, and we'll read your stuff live on the air. Coming up on the Beantown Podcast, we have our Easter episode happening in a couple of weeks here. Um, we're also going to get, I promise, we're doing our best uh, to get Matt Fiedler on the show. Um, he's going to come on. He's got to do our taxes episode. We'll be talking about some investment stuff. Obviously, this economy is in free fall. Stock market is uh, suffering right now. Uh, so there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots for us to talk about with Matt. And it's also just been like, I don't even know, many, many months since he's been on the Beantown podcast, which is not okay. Um, Matt's swamped. But we're going to do our best, especially working from home. I feel like we can fit this in. Uh, tax day has been moved back, I believe. What is it, sometime in June or something? I would still love to get this in before April 15th because it's just kind of, you know, the time is right. But, um, yeah, that's that's what I got for you. My birthday was on Monday. Sorry last week was such a kind of depressing episode. There was just a lot going on. Um, and now, you know, corona has kind of taken over everything. So, 
we're here. We're quarantined. It's the uh, work, working from home. Um, if you if you think I'm completely on on top of my shit and not that I'm not doing okay, but that I'm just like killing it every day, I'm not um, doing our best one day at a time. Trying to get outside. It's snowing, which is just great. That's that's one thing. My last point I'll say here. I feel like I would be. It would be way easier to kind of be on top of my game uh, mentally, uh, physically to an extent, but certainly mentally. If it was warmer out, right? You give me some some fifty degree days where I can just like go hang out, chill by the lake. Um, it'd be like, oh yeah, I got this. This is easy. But when it's snowing out, man, and you're you're quarantined, um, I I I I put this on social. It literally just feels like the ending of Dark Knight Rises, right? You're quarantined. It's snowing. We're literally just waiting for like Heinz Field to blow up at this point. So we'll keep you posted. Um, that's what I have for you. Thanks for tuning in. Long episode, but um, you know, not that I had a lot to say, but uh, highlight of my day doing this podcast for you. Uh, and I hope uh, hope you'll listen. I hope you'll show <coughs> share with friends if they uh if if someone could use a laugh or if somebody could just use someone to talk to or listen to you can also um you know share my number 815-298-7200 shoot me a text shoot me a facetime uh shoot me an angry birds request if you're just looking for someone to talk to um yeah that's what i got uh very 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 last thing i'll say um and i'm already late to this because he started doing it on a tuesday but starting this past tuesday saint patty's day for two straight weeks every day including weekends ben gibbard um whom you might know as a solo artist or the front man for death cab for cutie or part of the project the postal service um is live streaming on death cab for cuties youtube every single day at 6 p.m central 4 p.m seattle time uh just he just is playing like requests for about 45 minutes each day uh it's awesome you're just getting like i mean literally 14 days of like 45 minutes he plays like eight songs a day so eight times 14 whatever that is four times 28 that's just like ben gibbard playing 115 songs just acoustic and you just get to sit there and listen to him so that's a treat um certainly the highlight of of my day every day so far under quarantine um so if if you haven't checked it out if you didn't know if it was happening i'd encourage you to go listen to it um and if you miss it live you, you know he posts um they they go up on the page i missed one of them live on thursday night i watched it friday morning but it's good stuff um final 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 thing the killers have a new album coming out in may which I didn't know about. Um, I knew they had dropped a new single, but I didn't know it was attached to an album. Uh, but they they went on Kimmel's mini log on Friday, and it was uh, Brandon Flowers and Ronnie Benucci played it from uh, Brandon Flowers' house in Utah. They went into the bathroom. Uh, Brandon was on synth, and Ronnie was on uh, guitar. Uh, it's called Caution. It's a, it's a pretty catchy song. It's pretty much in line with what the Killers have been doing um, in a good way. But uh, it was funny. They played it for Kimmel, and those guys have the Vegas connection. So, okay, that's actually what I what I wanted to say. We're done here. Um, we're going to turn on some Tishmingle Blues. We'll play us out. What do you mean to play us out? There's no words there. I can't read it. If, uh, if there are any dinosaurs or Vince Vaughn upstairs, I will keep you posted. And um, just a reminder that, you know, 
don't let Jesus guilt trip you into thinking this whole trip to earth was was a real you know big hassle for him. He gets to he started in heaven. He ends up in heaven while he was here. He had magic powers so and a posse to follow him. Doesn't sound that bad to me. All I'm saying, okay, not trying to offend anybody. That's what I got for you. Uh, stay safe. Uh, maybe we'll check in on you with a bonus episode or something later this week. Uh, quarantine makes us all go a little crazy. Okay, that's it. Have a good week. Be nice to everyone and uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, yeah, we'll uh, check in on you soon enough. Bye, guys. <laughs>